Sports Yak Podcast brought to you by Look Trailers. Searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at $21 to $25 per hour. Located only 24 minutes from Goshen, 9 minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Visit looktrailers.com. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Jack. Sports Jack. It's Sports Jack. Welcome to episode 304 of the Sports Yak Podcast. You mean the Turk Broda episode? <laughs> That's not a real name. Yes, it is. Turk Broda. Turk Broda. His actual name was Walter. You know why he got the name Turk? Here's why. Because as a kid, he had so many freckles, he looked like a turkey egg. <laughs> and so instead of calling him Turkey Egg Broda, they shortened it to Turk. And the Turk was one of the great goaltenders of the NHL in the 40s. Twice he won the Vezina Trophy for the outstanding goalie in the NHL. Flanked over World War II where he served. And by the way, Turk Broda won 304 games. And that's why we honor him in this edition of the Sport Jack, because he is Turk Broda, baby. <laughs> Family Broadcasting Corporation. Well, the crowd's going wild. In association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Presents Sports Yak. Oh, One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's all the way. Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here. And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever. All right, let's get into it. Big weekend for March Madness. Now, when we picked the first couple of rounds of the tournament, we did okay. But let's face it. There isn't anybody in America who did great with this tournament. No. Because this tournament at this level now, the Sweet 16 has the highest average seed remaining of any NCAA tournament in history. Wow, fascinating. So, okay. you're willing to take a shot at this weekend's games? Of course And the I matchups am. in the Sweet 16? Well, I picked the Final Four, and three of them remain, so I feel pretty good about that. Well, that is good. That is good. What was your Final Four again? Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, and Illinois. So you went with all number one seats. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's very scientific. Which isn't a bad idea, to be honest. All right, let's start tomorrow. The first game out of the docket tomorrow, 240, CBS, Oregon State, and Loyola of Chicago. Loyola has that secret sauce right now. Everybody loves them. The underdog with their little Harry Potter scarves. Mm-hmm. I go Loyola. I would agree with you there. I, I just think they are more athletic than people give them credit for. I think Porter Moser is one of the great coaches in college basketball right now. They have that sister gene factor. I'm going with Loyola as well. They're on a mission from God. So is she. <laughs> At 101, she's still serving it. 515 on CBS. Villanova, the five seed. Great tournament pedigree jay wright knows how to win but they got to go up against number one baylor and scott drew i'm sticking with my final four i don't Three. blame you i i like baylor a lot i think villanova and their lack of a point guard is going to come back and bite them and this will be the game where it happens so the hallowed halls of hinkle will see the baylor bears where scott drew used to be a men's tennis player at baylor hmm. he uh i believe will get to prevail there 
you switch the dial over to TBS, 7.25 p.m. Number 15, Oral Roberts, the big Cinderella. Their motto is expect a miracle, and they've had a couple of them so far. They go up against the third-seeded Arkansas Razorbacks. I think this is where their run ends. You're going with Arkansas. I am. Boy, I... Ooh, a hesitation? I do hesitate for just a moment because Oral Roberts has a couple of very good scores on their team. But they're a 15 seed. How do you pick them here? I'm going to. I'm going to go with Oral Roberts in a shocker. You do uh, work for a couple of alumni of that school. Well, yes. So if word got back that you didn't pick them. Well, clearly they don't listen to this show. (laughs) Clearly. 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 Last game of Saturday night, you have Syracuse, the 11 seed, Jim Beheim, his son Buddy, the leading scorer on the team, taking on former IU coach Kelvin Sampson and the second-seeded Houston Cougars. Oh, boy. Mm. Syracuse. You know, I think I'm going to go with Syracuse as well. I think I know. I know that Syracuse is coached better. The one thing is Houston has had all week to prepare for that zone defense as opposed to if you face them in the next game mm-hmm. where you'd only have a day or so. But I, I am going to go with Syracuse in that game. It, it's been the year of the underdog. Why not stay with it? Mm-hmm. Sunday, lead game out of the day, two ten CBS Creighton, the number five seed against Gonzaga, the number one seed. Who prevails in the battle of the Jesuit schools? Zags. I agree. Five o'clock, CBS, number four seed, Florida State, Leonard Hamilton. Leonard Hamilton was a mentor to Jawan Howard. Jawan Howard coaches number one seed, Michigan. I loathe Michigan, Mm -hmm. but I like Jawan. I like this team. But I think there's an upset. I agree. I think Florida State is going to pull a rabbit out of the hat and beat the Mason Blue. And and to be honest, I don't like either school. I would love watching a football game between Florida State and Michigan. That would be fun. Not so sure I'll feel how I'll feel about the basketball game, but I'll go with the Knolls. 7-15 on TBS Number 11, UCLA, out of the Pac-12, which has four teams in the final 16, taking on number two seed, Alabama. Oh, boy. Upset, Bruins. Wow. I'm going to go with Bama. I think Nate Oates is a hot commodity in coaching right now. I think UCLA barely got into the tournament, and I do appreciate their athleticism, but I think of the four Pac-12 teams that are still in it, they're the least athletic. I think it's a good matchup for Bama. Then the last game of Sunday night, to me, perhaps the most competitive game in in the Elite Eight, or in the Sweet 16, I should say, number seven seed Oregon taking on number six seed USC. Mm. I keep hearing this USC team popping up in the media and the wins. I'm going to tip my hat to the lovely Diane Freeby and say Trojan. I believe that her viewing of the Ten Commandments Sunday afternoon will inspire USC to a a win of biblical proportions (laughs) 
and the Trojans go on and win. The good news is we don't have to project further down the road. We'll be with you Monday and can see how we did. The women's tournament also continues this weekend. Going to be tough matchups for our two regional teams that are still in it as you have both Indiana and Michigan still playing in the NCAA tournament. As you take a look at Michigan, they are a six seed. They go up against number two seed Baylor on ABC Saturday afternoon and then Saturday night on ESPN. Indiana, the four seed, takes on number one seed North Carolina State. Irish fans may recall the Wolfpack and what they were able to do this year. That's going to be a hard one for Indiana to win, although Indiana plays tremendous defense. I think they've only given up something like 75 points combined in the first two games of the tournament. So Terry Moore and squad playing great D. We'll see if either the Wolverines or the Hoosiers can pull the upset. It's interesting when you look at the men's tournament with all the upsets that have been had. You take a look at the women's tournament, all four number one seeds, all four number two seeds are still alive. NBA trade deadline day yesterday. Oh, my son walked in at 421, and that's the first thing he says, Dad, did you see what happened? Well, the Chicago Bulls are part of what happened. Uh, They made a deal yesterday that all I can think of is that the Orlando Magic are trying to maybe save some money and go into a rebuild because the Orlando Magic definitely... I think got the worst end of the deal yesterday when they sent Nikola Vucevic to the Bulls and in return they received Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and a couple of future first-round draft picks. Um, The Magic, in all, traded three starters yesterday, which I realize they're not good, so... I get that you say, okay, well, let's cut some payroll here and do what we can do. But, man, oh, man, Vucevic, when you take a look at the numbers on him and the fact that over the last three seasons there are only four players that have averaged over 20 points and 10 rebounds a game and he's one of them, that's a nice veteran pickup for a young Bulls team and it gives them a serious post player now. So now you take a look at the Bulls. They have Zach Levine, an all-star. They have Vucevic, an all-star. They have Kobe White, the young point guard. They mm-hmm. have Laurie Markkinen. Who's the it, 19-year-old you were telling me about? Oh, yeah. The um, the $7 million man? Mm-hmm. Patrick Williams. And so you take a look at that five right there. It's not a bad five for the Bulls. Now, I don't think it makes them a serious contender yet in the Eastern Conference, but it might help them get out of the slide that they've been in and at least make the Eastern Conference playoffs, which would be a nice notch for Billy Donovan to accomplish in his first season in Chicago. The Pacers didn't really do anything yesterday, and Nate Bjorkgren's team right now sits outside of the Eastern Conference playoffs. And so any... Seems Indiana seems to be taking the, the stance that this is going to be a rebuild season. And we all know what the history of the Pacers is in the playoffs is anyway. Full of first-round exits, so why bother? Why not 
maybe sit back and get yourself a better draft pick uh, and build for the 2022 season because they're not going to do anything in the playoffs this year, even if they do make it. Some of the big names that went around, Miami acquired Victor Oladipo. I personally, and and maybe I've soured on Oladipo since the whole experience with the Pacers where he's out there on the floor asking guys on opposing teams to trade for him. You know, that, that makes you sour on a player real quick. He goes down to Miami. I'm not sure how much help he's really going to be to the Heat. The The big deal to me was Rajon Rondo going from the Hawks to the Clippers. Now the Clippers have this veteran point guard to kind of lead them, and Rondo obviously has a huge playoff history in his book. Now the Clip- Still gas on the tank with that guy? There's enough. There's enough. What you do is you use him as needed during the regular season and try to save him for the playoffs. Oh, okay. okay. The only problem with Rajon is sometimes Rajon likes himself too much Rajon and doesn't do what a point guard is supposed to do and distribute. So that's going to be up to the Clippers to figure out how to do. Other thing I noticed yesterday is um, the San Antonio Spurs – LaMarcus Aldridge bought out the rest of his contract. He plunked $7.5 million down and said, I'm out. Of his own money. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which, as somebody said, it just shows NBA players are paid too much. If you can, pay, if you can plop down the check for $7.5 million and say, please let me go somewhere else. And where's he going to go? Or that just he's clears a, him he's to... He's a free agent. Now. Interesting. Okay. So, very interesting day in the NBA... The Bulls payroll, as I look at the Bulls payroll, it's a little higher than what I would want for that team right now. But they also did get rid of the salary of Otto Porter, who's making (laughs) far more money than what he deserves. He had been a bust on the Bulls, in my opinion. So that was a good deal for them to be able to get Vucevic. Look Trailers is searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at $21 to $25 per hour. If you're looking for work in a great atmosphere that's focused on safety, working smart, and bettering the team every day, then Look Trailers is for you. They're located only 24 minutes from Goshen and just 9 minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Their family of brands include Look Trailers, Pace American, Cargo Express, and Everlight Trailers. Fly online at looktrailers.com today. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer. So we are going to talk some Michigan high school basketball with the voice of Michigan high school basketball in the great Southwest. Our pal has made the mistake of picking up the phone. It's Phil McDonald from WSJM Sports. Good morning. How are how are you guys? We're good. Hey, we were kicking around the idea of Michigan high school basketball and felt like who knows it better than you. So who did you have last night? I had uh, Benton Harbor, uh, their win against Allegan, and then uh, Coloma and Holland Christian, a game that Holland Christian uh, won. And then my partner, Brett, had the uh, St. Joe Ported Central game. So a full night last night. Benton Harbor rolled, and uh, they're looking real good. How deep and, a run uh, can Corey Sterling's team make? What's that? How deep a run can Corey Sterling's team make in this tournament? I think they can make a a, a really – I think they're one of their bigger hurdles, and believe it or not, they're not in the same district, is Lakeshore. Oh, I believe uh, that. Yeah. Uh, Lakeshore fully believes that they can uh, beat Benton Harbor, and uh, they've got, they're have got they playing really well as well. 
Uh, they're playing some nice competition. Um, they just came off a big win last night, 20 points over Niles. And that was the first time Lakeshore had played in a week because last week uh, their games, they canceled those just for COVID safety protocol. Uh, so they came out in a roll. And so uh, those two, Benton Harbor and Lakeshore, should they win their district championships tomorrow, which I think everyone thinks they will, uh, they'll meet in the in the regionals. One of those teams um, in the quarterfinals is going to meet. Uh, it, it's gonna, either going to look like Grand Rapids Catholic Central or Grand Rapids uh, Christian. That could be a, a pretty uh, monumental task. Now, when you talk about Benton Harbor, you've got Kentrell Pullian. When you talk about Lakeshore, you've got Grant Gondersek. That'd be a nice little one-on-one matchup to watch. Yeah, it will be. And, uh, you know, Grant, uh, his freshman year played a little bit for Benton Harbor before he transferred over to Lakeshore. So the uh, Benton Harbor players know Grant very well, and Grant knows them very well. Uh, so there's going to be a little personal uh, rivalry going on there, too. That's going to be a really nice matchup. Uh, you know, Benton Harbor plays real good defense. Uh, the, the last time I saw Lakeshore play was against Kalamazoo Central. Kalamazoo Central won that game, and they did a nice job, almost like a box and one on Grant Gondrzik to try to contain him. The thing when you do that, and it didn't work for uh, for Lakeshore against Kalamazoo Central, is Lakeshore's got other weapons, too. I mean, J.J. Bushu can hurt you. T.J. Mitchell can hurt you. Uh, Grant Riddell can hurt you. So, uh, again, if, if they're clicking, that's going to be a really nice matchup with Lakeshore and Benton Harbor, should they both get out of districts. You know, when you talk about southwestern lower Michigan rivalries, it's usually Lakeshore St. Joe at the top of the heap. But Lakeshore Benton Harbor, Phil, is a much different animal for for many different reasons. But, I mean, that doesn't happen very often, right? No, it, it doesn't. I mean, for, for, for a nice long while, they were in the same conference. But a handful of years ago, Benton Harbor left the, the conference, and they haven't found another home. And so they've been playing as an independent. And as an independent, Benton Harbor is still playing St. Joe once a year, but they are not playing Lakeshore. Uh, so really the only time that they would meet would be in the tournament. Now, last year, Lakeshore was a Division One team. Benton Harbor was Division Two, so they never played. So this is going to be the first time in a couple of years that Lakeshore and Benton Harbor will have a chance to meet. And those divisions are based on enrollments, right? Yes. So it's the old class A, B, C, and D. So Division One is largest down to Division Four. And then there's another team that piques my interest up there, and that's New Buffalo. And I, I know you've had a chance to watch them a time or two this year. This is a team, they're all the way down in Division Four, but they can put points on the board like nobody's business. Oh, yeah. I mean, last night they put up 66 against Lake Michigan Catholic, and the LMC's down this year. But New Buffalo has got uh, a little bit of size, but the biggest thing about them is in, it, sometimes it's an overused word, but they are scrappy. Man, they're going uh, to play you push for push, shove for shove. Nobody's going to push New Buffalo around, that's for sure. Um, and so, it's, you know, you've got to have maybe a little more quickness or a little more height uh, against them. New Buffalo has a chance of making a nice run. Does Countryside Academy have a chance against them on Saturday night? They do. Countryside Academy's got some really nice athletes, and uh, they've come together as the season has gone on. Uh, they've got two, sometimes three guys uh, averaging in in double figures. Uh, Countryside Academy, I think I'm going to give the athleticism to. But again, uh, New Buffalo, it's just, and again, they're not going to back down from anybody. I think that's going to be a fun matchup with New Buffalo and Countryside. 
Brandywine, and I'm not sure if you've seen the Bobcats this year. They play in the Division Three final at Bridgman Saturday afternoon against Schoolcraft. Have you had a chance to look at Brandywine this season? I haven't. I know of them because right now Brandywine's got a great crop of athletes going through, uh, boys and girls. But especially in the boys' side, they've made a nice couple of runs, whether it be in uh, basketball or football. Last year, they didn't get a chance to do anything, obviously, with baseball with it being canceled. Um, and, and wrestling as well. They've got a nice uh, crop of athletes. That's going to be a tough one. And again, Brandywine is playing uh, really well, but then Schoolcraft, They've had an outstanding season, and one of their only losses, it might even be their only one, they fell to Benton Harbor. They uh, Benton Harbor played them in a non-conference game. So Schoolcraft is coming in tournament tested, that's for sure. Girls' side, we don't want to forget about that. We mentioned Brandywine's girls, and they have a rich tradition, and, and they'll be favored against Hartford in Division Three. Buchanan is undefeated. They play in that Division Two final up at Benton Harbor tonight. I would imagine the Bucks have to be the favorite against South Haven. Yeah, I, I mean, I hate picking local favorites, but uh, sure. I'm going with Buchanan in that. When I saw them uh, the other night, their win against Lakeshore, and going in, I thought that was going to be a nice matchup, and uh, Buchanan just pulled away all night long. Gabe Miller has got a great squad there, and it's a nice mix, uh, upperclassmen and, and underclassmen as well. He's got balance, and, man, he's got a bench that he can go to in the first quarter, if need be. So, I mean, he's got a really well-rounded team. I think going into the season, uh, as far as girls basketball, regardless of what size school it is, I think Buchanan was seen as one of the teams that was probably going to be one of the better girls basketball teams in the area. And so far, they've proved it. New Buffalo and Michigan Lutheran is your game tomorrow night, or at least somebody's game on 94.9 WSJM. That's Division Four. That's a pretty healthy rivalry at that level. It has become a really good rivalry. Uh, they split last year uh, in the regular season. Michigan Lutheran then uh, won the uh, tournament game. They split again this season as well, two close games uh, as well. Michigan Lutheran had a couple of uh, injuries early on. They're getting uh, people back. New Buffalo is, again, another one of those teams that is pretty well-rounded as well. They've got a couple of nice senior leaders, but they've got some nice underclassmen as well. I've seen them play a, a few times. New Buffalo has. And uh, they're a solid team. Again, the two teams have uh, split. I think that's going to be a showdown t- uh, tomorrow night in New Buffalo. I should say tonight in New Buffalo. And a foreign concept to many people who might be listening to the show in Indiana, but the teams up in Michigan have to wear masks while they play. How much of a problem has that been for teams this year? Yeah, asking coaches, they say it hasn't been that big of a deal. Uh, you know, talking to some, you know, just casual fans in the area, the biggest deal has been on their end where. Uh, they're not wearing the masks properly, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to call that a big deal. But wearing the masks does not seem to be a, a problem. The biggest problem is just trying to stay away from COVID. There have been a number of teams, even before the tournament started, that had to opt out, either because they had a uh, COVID case or two, or they played a team at the end of the regular season that had COVID. Uh, and, and so we had a number of teams had to uh, withdraw, unfortunately, because of that. And then starting not next week, but the following week. So it would be the week of uh, basketball, quarterfinals, semifinals, and state finals. Uh, student athletes, then we're going to, are going to, all of them will have to be tested at least once a week. Bill, I live three miles from the state line, and I'm always fascinated by how two different worlds, Indiana and Michigan, are with high school sports. After this uh, 
very quick basketball run. Are you calling baseball? I forget what you're, what's next on your schedule. Uh, right now, I don't know if we, uh, we have any plans. I'll be uh, covering some baseball, but I don't know uh, as far as any plans of doing any play-by-play. There are the, the possibilities. Now we've got a couple of different options, so uh, I'd be looking forward to it. And everyone is, is nervous as far as baseball and softball and track and soccer season coming up. Are we going to have a season because they lost it last year? And the, uh, the number of COVID cases in the schools here has been skyrocketing. Hmm. Who's got the uh, Who's got the hot team if baseball does happen? Um, in the area, I still I think I have to lean with uh, Lakeshore. Uh, I think uh, Coach Nate has done a great job building just a uh, a really nice program there, and he had some what have been juniors last year, not going to be seniors this year. Um, and I think he really had a high hopes for last year's team that in the season was taken away. If I had to right now I'll look at it, I think I'm going to probably say Lakeshore's got a really nice chance of having a, a really good season. Chuck, if you didn't hear that, that's Lakeshore High School. You're familiar with them? The red and black and white. Alma uh-huh. mater. <laughs> Go Lancers! <laughs> Phil, we appreciate you making a mistake picking up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime for you guys. Look Trailers is searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at $21 to $25 per hour. If you're looking for work in a great atmosphere that's focused on safety, working smart, and bettering the team every day, then Look Trailers is for you. They're located only 24 minutes from Goshen and just 9 minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Their family of brands include Look Trailers, Pace American, Cargo Express, and Everlight Trailers. Fly online at looktrailers.com today. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer. Phil McDonald mentioned the problems they have with COVID up in Michigan. There's a problem with COVID for the Notre Dame hockey team, and it has ended their season. Bomber. Bomber. The the irony in this story is the only reason the Irish hockey team made the NCAA tournament is because another team had COVID. And the NCAA tournament was very transparent in saying, okay, the Irish are the 16th team in to a 16-team field. And then, lo and behold, the Irish get out to Albany already and discover they have a COVID problem within the team. I'm told by sources that it is not a problem within the players. It was somebody within the, shall we say, the adult support staff. And so, but because of the contact tracing and the amount of contact that that individual has with other players on the team, Notre Dame has to pull out of the tournament. The team that they were going to play, Boston College, gets a free pass to the regional finals. And you have to remember, in hockey, Corey, there are only 16 teams in the NCAA tournament. So automatically, Boston College goes to the Elite Eight. And that's a pretty sweet setup for the Eagles. Tough way for the seniors to end their season, though, who probably thought it was ended already when they lost to Penn State. They kind of get this gift of going into the NCAA tournament. You get fired up because, I mean, if you get a hot goalie and you can win four games, you're a national champion. Yeah. And what team out there doesn't think, oh, we can win four games in a row? So the Irish get all fired up. They go all the way out to Albany, New York, and now sent home. 
Tell you who's not getting sent home are the Chicago Blackhawks. They have a terrific rookie goalie by the name of Kevin Lankin, and last night he had 41 saves and gets his second shutout of the season. The Blackhawks beat a good Florida team by a count of 3 nothing, and they need to because they've got Columbus and Nashville coming up on their heels in the NHL Central Division, and the Hawks needed to get some wins and a couple of wins over this Florida squad. That's a good notch for the Hawks. Meanwhile, the Red Wings, their goalie is a sieve. Gave up seven goals last night to Nashville, and the Wings lose 7-1 to on the ice. And going on ice is what Eloy Jimenez has to do. The former South Bend Cub, who went over to the White Sox in the Jose Quintana deal, was reaching, trying to rob a home run in the spring training game on Wednesday. And when he came back down, he could not raise his shoulder anymore. That's because he tore his pectoral muscle. Did he collide with the fence or reach over? Yeah, Yeah. colliding and reaching over, tore the pectoral muscle. Mm. That requires surgery. That sidelines him five to six months. How long is the Major League Baseball season, Corey? Five Five to six months. Yeah. Mm. So I see... uh, saw Jake's name on Twitter yesterday. Like, he got the official, you're starting. You're in the rotation. Jake Arrieta? Oh, yeah. 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 And there's another Jake on the Cubs, Jake Morasnik, uh, a free agent pickup that they got from Houston who has been belting home runs all over the place. He'll probably find his way onto the Cubs roster for opening day. David Ross, the Cubs manager, uh, noting yesterday in his press conference that normally the sleepless nights start the last week of spring training when you're t- trying to narrow the roster down to 25. They've already started for him because so many guys for the Cubs have had good springs that you sit there and say, okay, how are we going to do this? The season starts in six days, Corey. Believe it or not, April 1st, Cubs opener against Pittsburgh at Wrigley Field. Do you feel like it's baseball season? Are you ready for some baseball? Uh, yes. I think we all are. 10,000 fans now? Yeah, they added tickets yesterday. Mayor Lightfoot said the Cubs could throw another 2,000 in there. So crowd of 10,000 expected for opening day at Wrigley Field, which if you go back in the 1970s, that's probably what they got for opening day at Wrigley Field when the Cubs weren't very good. But Maybe they could throw back <laughs> those prices as well. That would be nice. But the Cubs will basically have a fan lottery. Uh, you, you you go in and you register for access to tickets at Wrigley Field, and then they let you know if you can get some and how many mm. when they call your name. I think the limit might be four, four per person, and you'll have this pod-style seating, so your four will be sitting, and you'll be at least six feet away from the next group of four although with the cdc reducing that maybe it only has to be three feet now fascinating that'll be an interesting uh look on good friday is that when that is uh the thursday uh, holy thursday april 1st okay so that's opening day for the cubs but yeah the the jimenez injury a big deal for the white Sox because that's a guy that's kind of at the heart of your lineup expected to hit four maybe 40 homers for the year so that's a blow for rick hahn and the white Sox. And speaking of baseball, in case you missed Sports Jack on Wednesday, big series this weekend at Frank X Stadium. Of course, we all wish we could go. You can only watch it on ACC Network Extra. But Notre Dame, ranked number 12, taking on Louisville, ranked 
six in one poll, seven in another. It is the first top 15 series in the history of Notre Dame baseball. Overrated, underrated. (laughs) I have sources that tell me that you have names that you would like to bring to the table today. Yeah, I always... uh... I always look at the on this day who the celebrity birthdays are every single morning. But there was a conversation that started much earlier this week between your wife and I on the musical stylings of Van Halen, which could turn into its own podcast sure. if I'm not careful. I would like to save that for maybe Monday. Okay. I feel like it'd be a little too much. I want to gather my thoughts and give a proper semination of my thoughts do but i have... do have two names okay i've got a country artist i've got a comedian slash actor oh okay who would you like first which one let's go with the country artist underrated overrated i give you kenny chesney mm. kenny chesney well he certainly i think would fulfill your requirement of hits Yes. And or albums. I am not necessarily the biggest Kenny Chesney fan, Mm -hmm. but I can appreciate that there is an appeal to him for a number of people, uh, most of them female. And (laughs) I would say Kenny Chesney is probably right down the middle. I would as well. I saw him... Years ago, my wife and daughter and I went down to Indianapolis uh, at Lucas Oil to see him. He can fill a football stadium easily. Mm-hmm. And he also brings out great artists with him. And we saw at that time Tim McGraw open for him and another young lady I can't remember. And then uh, three summers ago, two summers ago, over to Soldier Field, I have a close friend who's close friends with Kenny's drummer. So we got... The whole backstage access the night before and the night of the show at Soldier Field. So I got to see the locker room, and I got to see the stage walk up there, which is fascinating. And uh, Kenny also introduced me to Thomas Rhett, who's Ah, really good. Yeah. I'm going to go slightly underrated for people who don't have him on their radar. But I, I can't name five songs, but I know him when I hear him, and he is fabulous live fabulous and he he's been at it for a while oh yeah i mean oh yeah he started when he's 20 and he's in his 50s now birthday today so i'm pretty sure he owns his own island he probably can (laughs) i'm gonna go slightly underrated um she's got it all that was a big one for him back in the 90s um when I close my eyes, I, I've definitely heard that one. He had a good uh, duet with Pink a handful of years ago. Yes. A couple that was really good. Well, she thinks my tractor's sexy. I mean, that's mm-hmm. uh, that was huge. Yeah. Um, but I, I think he he certainly has the reputation, too. So that's why I say down the middle. I think it's tough for him. I can see where you're saying underrated. But I think it's tough for him to be underrated because so many people in country music do talk about him. Right. But if you're outside, you're on the outside of the fence of country music, you might be like, you know, I don't know that I hear his name with Garth. No. Rascal Flats, Carrie Underwood, Brad Paisley, 
you know, I don't know that I hear Kenny enough in that Eric Church. I hear more than I do Brad. Well, or, you're uh, hanging Kenny. around with the wrong people. If you're hearing Eric Church more than <laughs> Kenny Chess. Am I? Am I hanging yeah. around with the wrong people? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that a quote? You can quote me on that. Underrated, overrated actor, comedian Martin Short. Oh, Martin Short. I think he's hilariously funny. Um, He is not. You can't put him in a lead role in anything. I think Martin Short understands what he is. Martin Short is the consummate number two guy. You don't put him in a movie as the lead, but he is certainly capable of stealing a movie away Mm -hmm. as the number two role. His work on SCTV, I think he was on, I know he was on SNL for a time. I think literally one season. Well, it's that season that you never get to see replayed because it was the non-Lorne Michaels season. Oh, okay. And he was in there with Billy Crystal and a few others. Harry Shearer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was, he was terrific. Remember, he did the character Ed Grimley, <laughs> I must say. And I I think he's personally, I think he's underrated. I, I can't think of any time where I've seen him on where I don't think he's funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, He does the Jiminy Glick celebrity interviewer. Super funny. Super funny. uh, Father of the Bride. I loved, loved, loved Inner Space. Him Mm. and Dennis Quaid. Yeah. I love that one. I know how much of a fan of Three Amigos you are. I can't believe you haven't. Everybody has their faults. (laughs) That was that's a rough one around the corner. Everybody has their faults. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he would go on tour with Steve Martin. And Quite the tour. Yeah. yeah. Your thoughts on Martin Short? I say underrated. Mm-hmm. I say underrated. I th- I think you hit absolutely the nail on the head. He is not a leading man. He is a bring bring him into a scene, let him knock down the pins, and walk him out. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good on uh, Apple TV's The Morning Show. He's kind of a a mentor to Steve Carell's character. Uh, and he's really good there. And it's actually not funny. It's a little on the dramatic side. Sure it is. But it's really, it's a really good deal. I'm going to go underrated. And then I'm going to bring to the table another actor-comedian. Okay. By the name of Adam Sandler. <laughs> My son watched Happy Gilmore for the first time this week. For the first time. Isn't it fun... To bring the youth of America into some of what we see as the classics. There's a guy that has figured out the formula to make movies for his fan base. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same character <laughs> it in is. every movie. But now, Knives Out, he varied from that. Knives Out? He was in that? I think so. I think you're stepping out of the uh I could be wrong. ballpark there. Knives out. Well, if if so, then I wonder what you're thinking of though. Uncut gems. That's what I'm thinking of. That was insane. I that was actually one of the last movies I saw in the theater last year. That's I so it it was cut, but it wasn't knives out. It was yeah. uncut gems. Yeah. Hubie Halloween. That's a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Um uh, just go with it with Jennifer Aniston, where they pretend to be husband and or ex-husband and wife. Right. My 
wife and daughter love them some grown ups, grown ups two and Jack and Jill. I can't stand those movies. Uh I love me some uh Fifty First Dates. I love me some Big Daddy. I love me some Waterboy, Billy Madison, Wedding Singer, Happy Gilmore, oh, SNL. He's an acquired taste, though. He is. Like, and his first comedy record, uh, if, if you give me a second, I've got it memorized. Oh, and his first television appearance was the MTV Remote Control <laughs> Show. Yeah. And he was... You watched him on there, and you thought, this guy's nuts. Wasn't he Theo's buddy? Yes. On, on Cosby? Cosby Show. Yeah. And and that's why I'm not going to say overrated, because I think it's easy to look at him, and like you said, well, he's very formulaic in his movies. Yeah. He's only hitting a certain... But I think he, like Martin Short, He's just comfortable in who he is. This is who I am. This is what I want to be. And he has entertained people for a long, long time. And for that, I tip my cap, and I'm going to say down the middle. I'm going to go down the middle as well. That feels right. I think you're right, though. He's an acquired taste. The people that love Adam Sandler love Adam Sandler. Yeah. The people that can't stand Adam Sandler. Very polarizing. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hubie Halloween is a good uh, example of that. Like, oh, here we go, another Netflix show because it obviously can't make it in the movie theater. And then I watch it with my 14-year-old, and it's like, okay, this was this is good. This yeah. is good for us in this moment, yes. You got one more? Are you all done? I'm I'm done. I think we've, we've put this one to bed. More than enough information to pass along. You're on Twitter, right? I am at 46 Sports. Will you be live tweeting the Ten Commandments? No. No, I won't. I think people already know them. And if they don't, I can't help you. Look it up. What about all the fun facts I gave you on this Cecil B. DeMille classic this morning? Tickets still available if you want them. Are they? Yeah. Right next to you? Probably. I'm on Twitter, too. My name is Corey Sportjack with two Ks. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga-looga, Turk Broda, you turkey egg freckled face boy we've had some fun yeah the show is done now they gotta run it's sport check sport check sport check is not filmed in front of a live studio audience we done sports yak podcast brought to you by look trailers searching for dedicated people to join their team they're hiring immediately for skilled positions including welders starting at 21 to 25 dollars per hour located only 24 minutes from goshen Nine minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Visit LookTrailers.com. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.